Hello there, welcome to Revelation from the Heart podcast, bringing you timely teaching from the Word of God. I'm your host, Minister Paula Cornett. I would love to stay connected with you online. You can visit my website at www.paulacornett.weebly.com. From there, you can access my social media links as well as join the mailing list and receive updates right to your inbox. Be sure to like my page on Facebook at Paula Cornett Ministries, follow me on Instagram, or subscribe to my YouTube channel, Revelations from the Heart. I am so excited for what the Lord has in store for you today, and I hope that you will be encouraged by today's message. Well, grab your Bible. Let's get into today's episode. Hello and welcome to this episode of Revelations from the Heart podcast. I'm your host, Minister Paula Cornett. This is episode number 82. Well, this week I am continuing with the series, Signs You Will See Just Before Jesus Returns. But first, I'd like to just update you on a little bit of happenings here uh, with the podcast. Now, since last week, um, I've added five new countries that are now listening. And I want to give a shout out to those that are listening in Argentina, to those that are listening in Belarus, to those that are listening in Dominican Republic, Poland and Sweden. I just thank God for expanding the borders of this podcast. It's now reaching, uh, I believe it's 19 or 20 countries, 19 or 20 countries. And so I just thank God for that. So um, these episodes, I would appreciate if you would share it with someone that you know could uh, benefit from the teaching. I always like to tackle topics that you normally don't hear on Sunday morning. But just like to go more in depth so that you can get a clear understanding of what it is that God is saying in his word. So be sure to share these episodes with someone else in your life. So continue uh, to follow. Uh, you can also follow on my YouTube channel, Revelations from the Heart. So very excited for this year, actually, because there are so many more wonderful guests that are going to be joining us. And I'm just looking forward to introducing some people to you for the very first time, some return guests and some new guests. So I'm very, very excited. Well, without further ado, let us review very quickly. As I stated, um, this is the third in a five-part series. So um been looking at our anchor scripture, our focus verse, I mean, for focus scripture, which is in Matthew 24. Now, if this is the first podcast episode that you've listened to of this series, you're going to want to go back and listen to the first two uh, so that you can get a clear understanding of what it is I'm saying. Because I just build upon uh, each lesson with the new, in the series, I just build upon the last week. But I want to review briefly, and then we're, I'm going to give you the new, the new information uh, on today. So let's just have a quick word of prayer. Father God, I thank you for this day. I thank you for this time. I thank you, Father God, for your precious Holy Spirit that is the teacher, the guide. And I thank you, Lord, you said in your word that when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide us into all truth. So I thank you, Father God, for your truth being proclaimed through my voice in the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Well, Jesus and his disciples, they're on the Mount of Olives and their crowd has dispersed. There was a crowd that was there. Jesus was ministering to people. This crowd is dispersed. And at this particular time, when we pick up in Matthew 24, it's just Jesus and his disciples. And they're there kind of just, you know, 
uh, debriefing, I'll say, after after the meeting. And so Jesus begins to talk to them in verse 1. And, well, he, this is what it says in verse 1, 4, Jesus begins to talk to them. It says, And Jesus went out and departed from the temple, and his disciples came to him for to show him the buildings of the temple. So this temple was a temple that Herod had built. It's a great, massive temple. And so when Jesus says this in verse 2, And Jesus said unto them, See ye not all these things? Verily I say unto you, there shall be none left here, one stone upon another, that shall not be thrown down. So Jesus uh, predicts that, prophesies that these stones will one day be in ruins, pretty much. And so at that time, it was difficult to believe that because of just the enormity and the, the massiveness of this structure, that how could this ever happen? And so if you go to Jerusalem today, this temple is in ruin, just as Jesus predicted. So that lets us know that just as Jesus predicted that, the next things that come after in, in the following verses that he predicts are going to come to pass. And not only going to, but they are coming to pass right before our very eyes. So we're going to pick up in uh, verse 4. And um, Jesus, well, actually verse 3, I want to pick up there first, that uh, that his disciples, they, they asked him this this question, two-part question. They asked him, you know, the first question was, when shall these things be? And when shall be the sign of thy coming and of the end of the age? And I want to review just very quickly. Uh, and you should, if you've been listening, hopefully you can walk along with me to answer these uh, five words that are in these two questions. And the words, uh, when, what, sign, end, and world. And the word when is just pointing to a specific time. So the disciples wanted to know specifically when is going to be the sign of your coming. What? That's the exact uh, minute detail. So they want to know like very, very specifically what's going to be the sign. And the sign is just like how we see signs around us that get us to where we need to go. A sign is just a marker or an indicator uh, that you will see as you're as you're on traveling, you know, on the road to your destination. And the end, which is just the closure, and they use the word age, but this Greek word translated is actually uh, the word, they use the word world, this Greek word translated is actually when is going to be the end of the age, because the world is never going to end. There's going to be a new heaven and a new earth that's going to come you know, into the world, the world is, God's not going to get rid of that, but this age is coming to an end. And that's what we're seeing. The The world is going to be renewed uh, at the appointed time. So the disciples, they wanted to know specifically what will be the sign, what will be the marker, what will be the indicator of the closure of this age. And Jesus goes on in verse four, and he gives him the first sign which is sometimes overlooked, but it's actually, it's the predominant sign. This is going to be like the kickoff of how you know that the end of the end of the end is near, as close, is at hand, all right? And the first sign that he gives them is he says, take heed. So when he uses this word, he's very, it's very strong. It's like, listen up, pay attention to what I'm getting ready to say. This is very, very important. I'm echoing in the words of Jesus, take heed, my brothers and sisters, let no man deceive you. Let no man deceive you. So the first sign is that there is going to be a worldwide deception. 
a worldwide deception. And the deception is not only, only going to be in the world or in society, but the second one that he gives us is that there's also going to be a worldwide deception in the church. So there's deception that we see. We see deception all, all around us. And it says, uh, in verse five, Matthew 24, verse five, it says, for many shall come in my name saying, I am Christ and shall deceive many. So there are those that are among the body of Christ, the company of believers who come in the name of Christ, say they come in the name of Christ, but it is not someone that God has ordained to speak to his people. And there is a very stark difference okay so he lets us know that there's going to be deception not only in the world but also in the church and he goes on to say and you shall hear of wars and rumors of wars see that you be not troubled for all these things must come to pass but the end is not yet okay now oftentimes when i've heard of uh messages about the end times and the signs you know, that we'll see, I always hear of wars and rumors of wars and, you know, da, 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 da. But I don't ever hear of anyone say, very rarely have I ever heard of anyone say deception will be the, the first thing. Okay, most of the time I hear of the wars and the rumors of war. And so Jesus says in verse 6, and you shall hear, this word hear is the word akuo. And if you listen really closely, it lets us know this is where we get the word for acoustics, okay? And akuo just means to hear, okay? So you're going to hear about these things. So we have experienced wars in our society, but at the end of the age, the activity of war, it will increase and be more frequent. Just turn on the news and you can hear, uh, we're hearing of wars and we're getting hearing of rumors of wars. Okay, and this word war, war, wars, I got a little tongue tied, is a plural of the Greek of a Greek of this of a Greek word. So it describes armed conflicts. It includes battles, fights, skirmishes on a large scale. And rumors is the same the word, word that we got for a ear, a something heard in the ear. Okay, so we're hearing these things. We're hearing these things. We're getting a lot of ear information. As we're, you know, we're hearing these things. And so Jesus says to them, see that you be not troubled. Okay, this word trouble is very interesting. It means an inward fight that causes one to be filled with worry, anxiety, or fear. Worry and inward anxiety resulting from outward events that keep occurring repeatedly. Or to put it simply, to put it just very plainly, jumpiness. Okay, so does this does this sound familiar? Does it sound like the day and the time that we're living in? There is a rise of worry. Worry about the future. Worry about our job security. Worry about inflation. Worry about uh, what's going to come in the next year. Worry about this. Worried about that. Worried about our children. Worried about uh, am I going to get sick? And wor just worried about everything. A rise of anxiety is in our society because of all the conflicts we see going on around us. Jesus says that when you see this going on all around you, be not troubled. Don't let it move you. Don't let it uh, cause you to be distracted. Be not troubled. So what is the antidote 
for anxiety. There's an antidote for anxiety. I'm going to tell you what it is. Prayer. Prayer is the antidote for anxiety. Because the Bible tells us to cast our cares upon the Lord. It also tells us in Philippians 4 and 7, it says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything with prayer and supplication, make your requests known to God. And this is the result will be, when you do this, the result will be that the peace of God that passes all understanding that even in the midst of chaos, I can still have peace. The peace of God which passes all understanding shall guard your heart and mind through Christ Jesus. So Jesus is saying, when you hear of these things and you're going to hear about them, you're going to hear rumors about it. You're going to hear rumors of wars. You're going to hear uh, of the rumors of, of skirmishes, of fights, of, 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 of just chaos going on. You're going to hear about it. When you hear about these things, don't be troubled. My friend, be not troubled. Be not troubled. Be not troubled. Because the end, okay, or the ultimate end, the climax of a thing, and this thing is coming to an end, is not yet. So still not the end, but it is a sign. So it's like, oh my goodness, we just gotten into just a few and it's already, you know, just making my head spin. But this is not the end quite yet. So in Luke 21 and 9, when you read um, Luke's account, it goes kind of into more detail. It mentions a little more. It mentions the word commotions on top of the wars and rumors of war, commotions. And that's just instability, out of control, anarchy, turbulent upheavals of a societal, political, or militaristic nature. So all of these things, okay, all of these things are, 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 are going to be taking place and are going to be going on. But he tells us to be not troubled. To be not troubled. All this unrest is a part of the sign. But it's not the ultimate end. So let's buckle up. Because we got a we got a couple more that we're going to hit. Okay. In all three of the Gospels. It mentions the rumors of war. Okay. It mentions all of those. And again. The rumor is the same word for the ear. So one of the signs that there will be. A continuous ear full of information. Okay, that we're, that we're receiving. Now, how do we get this information? Well, we're getting it through the media. The media is a big uh, place where we hear of these wars and rumors of wars. Social media, you know, people saying, did you hear this? Did you hear that? I mean, it's like every day. Did you hear that? Did you hear the story about this? Did you hear this? It's a lot. It's a lot. Sometimes you have to pull away from all of that and just kind of let your mind just relax and just be at ease. Verse 7 goes on to say, for nations shall rise against nation. And kingdom against kingdom. And there shall be famines and pestilence and earthquakes in diverse places. So this word nation is actually the Greek word ethnos. It's a nation or ethnic groups. So in essence, what it's really saying is that ethnic group against ethnic group. So there's going to be conflict between the ethnic groups racial tension and we see that today like never before we feel the pressure of it all around us we see it every day jesus said it would be like that in society where it would be a jumpiness sometimes you stand around certain people or go around certain people and you can just sense the fear you can sense just the when they especially if they don't have christ 
But even in the midst of that, we as believers, we are supposed to have the peace of God. It says kingdom against kingdom. So kingdom is just a sphere of influence, an ideology or even a political realm. So politics are a mess. Kingdom against kingdom. Politics are a mess. We see this happening right now. If you just turn your TV on, you see the politics are a mess. It's a mess. It's a mess. It's a mess. Okay. But the media, you know, they're notorious for keeping the fuel of conflict going. And we hear it all day long. We hear it all day long. We don't have to be troubled or terrorized or filled with worry and anxiety. You must let the peace of God rule you so you don't get sucked in by all of the madness. Okay, you don't want to get sucked into all that. He goes on to say, for there shall be famines, plural, famines, shall be famines. Okay, so this is talking about, this is a plural form of this word. So it's not talking about a famine, but famines, multiple famines, a scarcity of grain, deficits of all types, including financial deficit and shortages. At the end of the age, there shall be famines. Now, there have been famines all throughout history and places through, throughout the years. But this is a massive worldwide, not only food shortage, but money shortage as well. well what, are we about, what are we to do about this? What, are we, what, are, what, are, what is our assignment? We know these things are coming. We know these things are going to be. What are we going to do about this. Let's look in Proverbs. And I got to get there really quick. Proverbs um, 19.17. Is a portion of scripture that talks about. How we're to deal. With the poor. Proverbs 19.17. That's what I said right now. 19.17. He that hath pity upon the poor. Lendeth unto God. And that which he give, given. That which he hath given. Will he pay him again? So when you give to the poor, you're lending to God and God will repay you back better than what you gave to him. So we cannot turn a deaf ear to the cries of the poor. We have to do what we can with those around us to be a blessing and to help them as our finances allow us to do so. And then Proverbs 21, 13 says, Whoso stoppeth his, whoso stoppeth his ears at the cry of the poor, he shall cry himself but shall not be heard. So when you stop your ears to the poor, then God will allow, if you come into calamity or trouble, nobody's going to hear you when you cry. So we as believers, we must do what we can to help those that are around us in need. Okay? So the word uh, famines is also talking about economic shortages. Now, in Jesus' day, it's important to understand this. Grain was like the money maker that was the top thing that uh brought in the revenues okay so when he says a scarcity of grain well in that day and time a scarcity of grain meant that it could really hurt the economy so the end time economic shortages financial hardships you know we'll see those things but we're not to be troubled we're not to let those things move us and the good news is, is that if you're in Christ, he will supply all of your need and he will take care of you. It goes on to say pestilences. 
right? And pestilences, once again, that's plural. Luke 21, 11 talks about this also. And what this means, just to put it very plainly, is that we will see old diseases being reactivated. Okay, things that we used, you know, you hear of long, long ago, those will see a resurfacing of those. Scarlet fever. I heard of someone having scarlet fever. I never heard, never known of anyone in my lifetime to have scarlet fever and other things. Or watch this. Newly emerging diseases never seen before. Where did COVID come from? Something that we've never seen, never heard of. So what are we supposed to do? Are we supposed to be fearful and hide and stay in our houses and avoid people and don't hug nobody, don't touch nobody, don't say nothing to nobody because we may get this or we may get that? No, that's why Jesus died on the cross. For every sickness, for every disease that's ever been known to man or that ever will be known to man. And it is our job to take authority and to lay hands on the sick and see them recover. In closing, we have a promise in the word. And in Christ, no matter whatever's happening, there's always hope. There's always hope. And that's what we have to in these last days, cling to the word of God more now than ever before. And I'm going to close by reading this portion of scripture in Psalms 91. I'm going to read it in its entirety. Psalms 91, there's 11, is it 16? 16 verses. I want to read it in its entirety. And I encourage you that if you don't know this, that you read this every day. You read this every day and perhaps till you commit it to memory. But Psalms 91 is a powerful, powerful portion of scripture that gives a promise to the one that dwells in the secret place of the Most High. And that is the key in this day and time that we're living in. Is that you got to be in the secret place of the Most High. Not just in church. Not just, you know, in your own thing or anything like that. You got to be in that secret place. And this is the result. It says, he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High. Shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in him, in him alone will I trust. Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with his feathers and under his wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid of the terror by night, nor of the arrow that flieth by day nor of the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor of the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at my side, and ten thousand at my right hand, but not nothing shall not come nigh thee. Only with thy eyes shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the Most High, thy habitation, there shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up by th in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against the stone. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and the adder, the young lion and the dragon shalt thou trample under feet. Because he hath set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high because he hath known my name. He shall call upon me 
and I will answer. It's a good thing to know that when you call upon the Lord, that he will answer you. I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him with honor. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. Amen to the reading of the word of God. Let us pray. Father God, I thank you and praise you that you and you alone are worthy. You and you alone are worthy to be praised and magnified and glorified and adored. I thank you that you're from everlasting to everlasting, that you're the King of kings, the Lord of lords, that you rule and reign over all. I thank you, God, that before I call that you answer, and while I'm yet speaking, you hear. I thank you that right now at this time, this hour, this moment, that I know that not only are you the God that hears, but that you answer prayer. You said in your word that you're far from the wicked, but you hear the prayers of the righteous. And I'm the righteousness of God through Jesus Christ. So I have the permission to come boldly before your throne of grace, as your word says, that we may obtain mercy in the time of need. Father God, we're in a time of need in our day and our time and in our society. There are those that are still lost that don't know you, Father God. There are those that Maybe listening even right now that have sickness and pain and disease in their body. Well, Father God, I thank you for releasing your healing power in each and every body that needs it, Father God. Wherever they may be all over this world, Father God, I thank you for touching and moving and healing. I thank you for saving and delivering, Father God. I thank you for encouraging every heart, Lord God. Help the people not to be terrified, Lord God, or help them not to be troubled. But I thank you for your peace, which passes all understanding, guarding each and every heart and mind through Christ Jesus. I thank you that in the days that lie ahead, that you reveal yourself strong and mighty to those that are seeking you, Father God. Thank you for giving hope, Father God, to the hopeless and encouragement to those that may be downtrodden. Father God, we thank you. We praise you for this word. I thank you, Lord, that you have given us your word, that not only does it contain promises and not only is it a historical book of truth and facts, but Father God, that it is our hope is in this word. Your promises are in this word and our future is in your word. And I thank you that if we're in Christ, we know that we win. I thank you, Father God, that you made a way for us to get back in fellowship with you, that we can have life eternal if we trust you and if we ask you to come into our hearts and be our savior. I thank you, Father God, that you are the King of kings and the Lord of lords, that you speak to every heart, that you minister to every spirit, Father God, that is listening, every person that is listening, Lord God, whatever it is that they have need of. I thank you that you're Jehovah Jireh, our provider. And I thank you that you perform mighty miracles, Lord God, even right now by the power of the Holy Spirit. In the mighty, precious name of Jesus. The presence of the Lord is in the midst of many of you, wherever you are right now. Just lift your hands and just begin to just embrace that. Whatever it is that you need, just, just get it from the Lord because he's giving it out right now. I thank you, Father God, that you're moving, that you're moving even through this podcast, Lord God, that you're moving because you are a God of movement. You move. And I thank you that you're touching and that you're saving, that you're healing and that you're ministering to each and every heart. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Well, be sure to join me next week as I continue with part four of Signs You Will See Just Before Jesus Returns. We're going to cover, we're going to review a little bit, and then we'll cover some more things. I encourage you to meditate on Psalms 91. Read it over and over again and make it personal. 
Because if you dwell in the secret place of the Most High, there's great things in store for you. You want to be sure you stay in that secret place until Christ comes to get us. Remember the words in Romans 10 and 17 that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. God bless you. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Be sure to share this episode with someone in your life. Also, share on your social media outlets. And I would love for you to connect with me on Facebook, Instagram, and be sure to subscribe to my new YouTube channel. You can find the links to all my pages by visiting my website at www.paulacornette.weebly.com. God bless you and hope that you will take time to listen again soon.